The Vape Passion Show, episode 59. In this episode, we're going to discuss a review of Halo Vapor Company's Cherry Bakewell. Charlie Noble releases their recipe for Canary Coulee. Four major vapor associations ask house leaders to support HR 1136. A study performed wrong. Benzene in e-cigarettes. Batteries catch a lawyer's pants on fire. Citric acid in e-juice may cause allergic reactions. Lemon tart Frankenstein DIY e-juice recipe. A cold remedy DIY recipe made with lemon sicily and menthol. And a review of the Norpro Deluxe Cordless Mini Mixer. If you're planning on buying a vape product anytime soon and you want to support this show, go to vapepassion.com vendors and buy from one of those links. There are more than 50 popular vendors listed. I'll get a small commission for referring you, but it doesn't cost you anything extra. Hey, welcome back to the Vape Passion Show. This is episode 59 and I'm recording this on Sunday, March 12th. So yesterday was my birthday and I didn't do a damn thing to celebrate. Uh, well, I had a beer with my wife, but that's about it. Um, I don't really do much to celebrate my birthdays. I never really have, actually. I don't really know why any of my birthdays have never really meant that much to me, um, but I do like getting presents. Uh, my extended family actually has a bunch of birthdays in March, so we usually pick a Saturday in March to celebrate all of them at once. Uh, that day will be next Saturday this year, so I'll get cake and presents then. Oh, and in case you're wondering, I just turned 35. Okay, so let's do a juice review. So this week I have Cherry Blackwell from Halo Vapor Company. This is a company out of the UK. They actually sent this to me, um, I don't know, six months ago or so. Um, not for review, I want it in a giveaway. So I've just been taking my time, but I'm finally gonna give it a shot. So let's take a look in here. I don't know what any of these numbers mean. CB06, oh, six milligrams nicotine, probably. See Cherry Bakewell, okay. So Cherry Bakewell's six milligrams nicotine. So it's a nice looking bottle. Um, pretty plain actually, but it looks nice. It's nice that it's so simplistic actually. So this is described as a mix of nutty and fruity flavors in a traditional British pudding with a top note of juicy cherry against a light almond background. So a uh, pretty interesting flavor combination there. This is UK made and tested, pharma grade ingredients, rich flavor profile, 60 PG, 40 VG. Ooh, that smells very strong, that cherry flavor. It smells good though. It smell, it's a very good, strong, rich flavor. All right, so for this review, I'm gonna use the K-Box 200 with the Goon RDA on top. I'm gonna vape it at, what's it, set at 0.14 ohms. I guess I'll just start at 200 watts and see how that goes. I think 200 watts is too high. I'm gonna have to turn that down. All right, we'll do 99 watts. 99 watts, 0.14 ohms. Whew, I'm glad I didn't do 200. That was hot. Okay, so six milligrams nicotine. That throw hit is pretty harsh. The flavor is very good though, uh, very good cherry flavor, I get that for sure. It does have sort of a nutty, fruity flavor like they say. I don't know what traditional British pudding tastes like, so I don't know. I don't know if I'm getting any pudding out of it. Okay, yeah, it's, uh, it's good, but man, that throw hit. Oh. <coughs> I don't know if it's for me coughing or the nicotine is different in here, but I feel I feel like I have a nicotine buzz already off of six milligrams nicotine, which I never get. Yeah, if I was to get this again, which I would because it's actually really good, uh, except for it's in the UK, so I don't want to pay all that shipping for this e-juice, but if I was in the UK, I would get it for sure. I would probably get it at a lower milligram, 1.5 if they have it, maybe three milligrams, just because that throat hit is so harsh for me. It is 60 PG, so a little bit more PG, which adds some of that throat hit maybe. So you can get it for 3.99 euros, and I see that e-cigarette direct .co.uk sells it. I think they're actually the makers of Halo e-juice. Don't get these guys mixed up with Halo SIGs. Halo SIGs is in the US. 
Halo Vapor Company is in the UK. All right, so let's get into some of the topics this week. So Charlie Noble has released another one of their recipes, uh, this time for their discontinued flavor called Car Canary Coolie. Uh, you might remember that they released another flavor, one of their discontinued flavors, um, a while back in October last year. It was called PB Cereal, and it was pretty well received. And it got the DIY community really interested in using saline as an ingredient in their mixes because that's what they used in it. This recipe also has an interesting twist that might get DIYers attention. They recommend adding TFA sour to brighten up the fruit flavors, but they actually make their own version of this flavor if you want to get a little bit more advanced. They use a mix of citric acid and PG, although they don't provide any suggestions here on how to do that. Uh, they do mention that they do a 10% ethyl maltol and PG solution for their cotton candy flavor. And then they later say that the sour flavor is made similarly, so they aren't clear if they mean the same thing, but I'm assuming that maybe they meant that it also is a solution of 10% citric acid in PG. Another really interesting tip is that they recommend adding some tartaric acid to add some tart to the sourness. So let's talk about the name really quick. It's called Canary Coolie. Uh, if you don't know what coolie is, it's a thick sauce made from fruits or vegetables. If you've ever eaten at a fancy restaurant and ordered a dessert like cheesecake, fruit coolie is the sauce that's poured on top and sometimes swirled around the plate in an artistic way. In my experience, coolie is usually rich and sweet when it's used on desserts. And that's what Charlie Noble is going for here with the papaya flavor. All of the melon flavors are a fruit salad and the papaya is designed to be a tropical fruit syrup poured on top. Okay, so here's the recipe. The flavor apprentice honeydew at 4%. Flavor West Cantaloupe at 5%, Flavor Art Watermelon at 3%, The Flavor Apprentice Papaya at 1.5%, The Flavor Apprentice Cotton Candy at 1%, The Flavor Apprentice Philippine Mango at 3%, and The Flavor Apprentice Sour at 0.5%. And what's really cool about these releases from Charlie Noble is that they also provide full notes on each flavor of the recipe, each ingredient, uh, how the flavor works in the recipe, and why they use it. It's great insight into the mind of a professional mixer. And if you're wondering why this one was discontinued from the Charlie Noble line, it's because the PMTA process is too expensive for basically every vape business out there. Since e-juice manufacturers usually make dozens of flavors in multiple variations, most e-juice companies had to cut a bunch of their flavors uh, from their lines uh, if they wanted any hope of being able to pay for the PMTA and stay in business. So that's what Charlie Noble did. They dropped some flavors from their line, and Canary Coolie was a seasonal e-juice, so they chose to cut it. But a lot of people really liked it, so there's no reason to not go ahead and make this recipe. Okay, moving on to the next story. Some of the biggest vapor associations have teamed up to send a letter to House Speaker Paul Ryan and Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi asking for their support for Senator Tom Cole's proposed bill, H.R. 1136. The Consumer Advocates for Smoke-Free Alternatives Association, which is CASA, the American Vaping Association, the AVA, the Smoke-Free Alternatives Trade Association, CIFADA, and the Vapor Technology Association, VTA, have pulled together to draft a letter that emphasizes the urgent need to pass H.R. 1136, and, also, and they also discuss the misguided approach that the FDA took in regulating vapor products. The letter also links to several studies showing the benefits that vaping has in terms of harm reduction from smoking. The bill is titled the FDA Deeming Authority Clarification Act of 2017, and it's designed to change the predicate date for vapor products from 2007 to the date that the FDA deeming regulations took effect which would be August 2016. So this would protect many of the vapor products that we have on the market today, uh, which would save the vaping industry and also give eSig users the ability to choose the products that best fit their needs. Without this bill, all vapor products will be banned in August 2018. So hopefully this letter is read and considered by both Ryan and Pelosi, and it gets the support that it needs to pass. All right, let's talk studies. The Public Library of Science, PLOS, a well-respected nonprofit corporation that supports the acceleration of progress in science and medicine, 
recently published a study in their journal titled Benzene Formation in Electronic Cigarettes. The study was funded by the FDA Center for Tobacco Products and the National Institutes of Health, NIH. The study found that by heating e-juice in an electronic cigarette, the degradation of the compounds in the e-juice results in the formation of benzene. Due to natural processes and from events like forest fires, benzene is in the air that we breathe. It's a result of many things like gasoline fumes, paint fumes, car exhaust, wastewater factory emissions, and tobacco smoke. Highest exposures are typically in the workplace. Benzene is a known human carcinogen, and according to the study, e-cigs result in benzene. But if you read the full study, rather than the headlines, you'll see that this isn't anything to be concerned about. First, and like usual with most studies like these, the methods that were used in the study were performed in unrealistic ways. Three devices were used, the PAX Joule and two variable wattage refillable tank systems. The researchers chose the Joule because the e-juice that the Joule uses contains benzoic acid. Benzoic acid is not a carcinogen, but when it's mixed with asorbic acid or citric acid and meets just the right conditions of light and heat, it can convert into benzene. The researchers didn't find any benzene in the Joule. And you know why the researchers couldn't find any benzene in the Joule? It's because they couldn't modify it to fit their needs. The Joule is a closed tank system that doesn't allow the user to change wattage or voltage. The researchers couldn't force more wattage than the pods could handle. They couldn't burn the wick and create benzene. So that leaves the other two devices, a Kankertech EVOD and a Kankertech Subtank Nano. For these tanks, the researchers created their own e-juice using a mix of PG, glycerol, benzoic acid, benzaldehyde, and nicotine. And if you're wondering about benzaldehyde, it's probably because it's sometimes used in some e-juices for an almond flavor. They use the adjustable devices at recommended settings and higher. The reasons that they gave for pushing beyond the recommended settings is simply because the devices can be pushed that far whether a user does it on purpose or by accident. Now, in my opinion, these are not good reasons. It's true that users can and sometimes do get burnt hits by accident, but once it happens, they don't keep doing it. Once is enough. Anyway, they fired the EVOD at 6 watts and 13 watts for 5 seconds at a time. The, the EVOD is designed to be vaped at 6 watts, and they found non-detectable levels to 0.16 micrograms per gram of benzoic acid. At 13 watts, they, they were burning the wick, so they found 24 microgram per grams of benzene. They fired the subtank at the recommended 25 watts for five seconds at a time where they found either non-detected or up to 0.19 micrograms per gram of benzene. They calculated the concentration of benzene in inhaled air to be up to 5,000 micrograms per meter cubed. This sounds bad, but what the authors failed to mention and what Dr. Konstantinos Varsalinos mentions in his response to this study is that humans breathe about 20 micrograms of benzene per day. To be exposed to the same levels of benzene that we breathe in normal air every day, you would need to vape 105 milliliters of e-juice per day in the subtank, or 125 milliliters in the EVOD. Now this doesn't mean that benzene is safe in the amounts that we breathe or vape, because it's certainly not. But we know that to get even the same amount of benzene from vaping that we do from everyday breathing, we would have to vape more than 100 milliliters of e-juice per day. And on top of that, you have to vape it at unrealistic conditions like the researchers did. So is benzene from vaping something we need to worry about? Dr. Farsolino says no. Okay, so here's a stupid story that I've been seeing everywhere. Even non-vaping friends have been sending this to me. A lawyer's pants caught on fire in the courtroom. So a lawyer named Stephen Gutierrez was defending his client in court on a case of in a case of arson. His client was accused of purposely setting a car on fire, and the lawyer was trying to prove that the car spontaneously combusted. While giving the closing arguments, the lawyer's pants began to smoke, and he quickly ran out of the courtroom. It turns out that he was fiddling with either his electronic cigarette or a spare battery during this time, and it seems to have shorted. There's not a whole lot of information about that yet, um, but the court believes that he might have done this on purpose as a demonstration of spontaneous combustion to prove his client's case, but the lawyer insists that it wasn't planned. It was reported that the police have taken several frayed batteries from Guterres as evidence. 
this wording leads me to believe that he had spare batteries rolling around in his pocket unprotected and not in his device or in a case, which is obviously dangerous. And unfortunately for Gutierrez, his client was convicted of second degree arson. Okay, so here's another study that I came across. Uh, citric acid has the potential to produce respiratory sensitizers. A recent study performed by researchers at British American Tobacco, BAT, which is a big tobacco company, show that citric acid in electronic cigarettes can degrade to form citriconic anhydride and idaconic anhydride. So both of these compounds can trigger an allergic reaction of varying degrees. They claim that it can range from minor hay fever symptoms to as far as anaphylactic shock. The scientists at BAT tested e-juice containing citric acid using a first-generation Sigalike product. They measured the anhydrides in the vapor. Although citric acid is generally recognized as safe and even used in pharmaceutical inhalation products, the researchers report that uh, at high temperatures, citric acid can degrade. They say it happens at around 175 to 203 Celsius or 347 to 397 Fahrenheit. According to the principal toxicologist, Dr. Sandra Costigan, she believes that flavorings can be used responsibly and that some flavorings like citric acid should not be used in e-juice. So it sounds like this isn't really a concerning issue unless you get an allergic reaction from the e-juice containing citric acid, which I don't believe most people do. I've never heard of it happening to anyone. But if you notice that you do get hay fever symptoms after vaping a particular flavor, that could be the issue. All right, now let's do some quick DIY because I got some lemon Sicily in from, uh, oh, I can't remember, the Flavor Apprentice maybe, and I've been wanting to use it. I looked up the Dinner Lady uh, Lemon Tart Remix flavor, which was um, one of the DIY or dyes top e-juices, I think, of, of 2016. I don't have all the flavors for that, but I'm gonna try and make it with what I have. So I'm missing a couple flavors, I'm gonna replace a couple flavors, and we're just gonna see what it comes out like. Last week, I also talked about this deluxe cordless mini mixer, which I ordered from Amazon for $5. So I'm gonna be testing this for the first time uh, in using on this e-juice. Okay, so I have this bottle that I just cleaned out. Snow little plastic bottle. The first ingredient will be Bavarian cream at 0.3 grams. There we go, tear it down to zero. Next ingredient is biscuit at 0.15. Biscuit from Inawera. All right, went a little over, but that's not a big deal. Now this recipe is supposed to use custard pie from Flavor Art, but I don't have custard pie. So I'm gonna use Capella's vanilla custard. It's at 0.45 grams. Well, went a little bit over. All right, now golden butter I don't have, so I'm not gonna use that. I'm gonna, and then this one is supposed to use the uh, the Perfumer's Apprentice Graham Cracker. I also don't have that, so I'm gonna use Cheesecake Graham Crust. They recommend Graham Cracker being used at 0.6, so I will also use it at 0.6. All right, now Juicy Lemon, I also don't have, and Lemon Meringue, I don't have. Lemon Sicily, I do have. I'll be using that at 0 0.9 like the, re the recipe recommends. This is Lemon Sicily from Flavor Art, 0.9. And it also calls for Flavor Arts Meringue, which I don't have, so I'm gonna not use that. And then sweetener, sucralose sweetener at 0.23, which I do have. 0.22 is close enough. And that's it, now I just need to add my PG, my VG, and my nicotine. So 3.5 grams of PG. I just realized I made a huge, huge mistake. I made it in a 10 mil bottle. I was supposed to mix this in a 30 mil bottle. Okay, so I'm gonna transfer this to a 30 mil bottle and finish up the recipe. All right, here we go in a 30 mil bottle. 26.49 grams of VG. We'll do one gram of nicotine. No, we'll still do 1.3 grams. All right, now we just need to add what I already mixed in this other bottle. Now stir it up. 
Okay, so there it is, all mixed up, and that, that mixer seemed to do a pretty good job. It had it really frothy. I've let it sit for a little bit now, and all the frothiness is gone. So, uh, I think it's ready to vape. Um, but, I also want to make one more flavor, and I'm going to do it in that five mil, in that 10 mil bottle that I just messed up. So, I'm going to clean that out real quick. I'm going to do just a, a quick lemon sicily and menthol flavor. And I mentioned this one in a previous show before too. This one is mostly designed for uh, when you're sick, if you have a sore throat or something. The lemon sicily, the lemon flavor, and the menthol helps with your throat. So that's what I'm gonna make it for. Um, not because I'm sick, but just because I wanna give it a try. And I also really wanna try this menthol because this, this will be the first time I've used menthol. So let's go ahead and mix that up. Okay, so I got my bottle all cleaned out. Let's turn it on and let's get to mixing. So I see most people mixing this at about 3%. People say that Lemon Sicily by Flavor Art is uh, actually pretty good on its own. So I'm gonna give it a shot on its own with menthol. They say it's ideal for bakery. It's not sour or vibrant. It's more like a, an Italian ice flavor that can be enjoyed by itself. It's fresh, crisp, and bright. A little sweet, not like candy, not sour. All right, so to mix it at 3% in a 10 ml bottle would be 0.3 grams. So. Alright, that's it. And I want this to be a 30 PG 70 VG ratio, so I'm going to add 2.18 grams of PG. Alright, 2.17 is close enough for me. 8.83 grams of VG. Okay, went a little bit over there, but not a big deal. And then I need to add 0.62 grams of nicotine. 100 milligram nicotine is what I use. And this is also PG based. It's what I prefer because it's so thin, easy to use. And I use 100 milligram nicotine because I feel comfortable using it. And when you buy it in such a high strength, you can, it'll really last a long time. But if you're not comfortable using 100 milligram nicotine, which a lot of people aren't, just get what you're comfortable with. You know, I think 60 milligrams is a lot more reasonable. Uh, maybe even as low as 20 milligrams or just buy your, the milligrams that you like to vape. Um, you know, if you, like six milligram e-juice, you can buy a bottle of six milligram nicotine and just add your flavorings right, right to it. It won't last as long, but as long as you feel safe, that's what matters. Okay, so that's it. I need to add one drop of menthol. That's not in the recipe, but um, that's what I wanted to make this for. And from what I understand, this is 100% concentrated menthol, so very strong stuff. I was warned by one of my subscribers to use only one drop per 10 or 15 milliliters. So even one drop might be too much in this one, but we'll give it a shot and see. And because this is just uh, an additive, it's not a major part of this recipe. If I find that there's not enough menthol for me, I can just easily add another drop. You always wanna start slow though, because if you add more than, than you like, you can't take it out. So be careful of that. Okay, now let's mix it using this new mixer. All right, that looks nice and cloudy. So let's go ahead and vape this stuff. Okay, so first I'm going to do that, the dinner lady mashup that I made. Um, might not taste anything like dinner lady. I've never tried it before, so I don't know. But the ingredients that I used were way off from the recipe. I um, skipped some ingredients, but we'll see. I'm, I, I would think that it would probably still taste pretty good based on what the ingredients that I did use. So I'm gonna load it up into the um, Sub-Zero RDA and we'll give it a shot. First, let's see what it smells like. Oh yeah, it smells good. It smells like a lemony bakery flavor. Okay, now this I have to take up to, well, I'm gonna take it up to 85 watts. Mm. That first hit, right away, it's pretty good. Now, like I said, I don't know what Dinner Lady tastes like, but if it tastes anything like this, I'm assuming it's pretty good. Everyone loves that e-juice. Yeah, 
It's got that lemony flavor, some bakery flavor in there. Um, those are the, the most noticeable uh, flavors in there. Nothing in there is really too strong or overpowering. It's just a really well-matched flavor. Um, very good. Well, I'm happy that I made that at 30 in a 30 ml bottle because I enjoy it. It's a very good flavor. Okay, give me one second. I'm gonna load up the lemon sicily and menthol e-juice and then we'll give that a shot. Okay, I got it loaded up and as you can see, it's still cloudy. Um, I'm doing it in the Mutation XV3 at 175 watts. So let's give it a shot. Well, actually first, let's smell it. Just smells like lemon. Very good lemon though. Hmm. Not as much lemon flavor as I would have liked. Um, I guess I, I probably could have added more lemon for my taste. I, I think I would have liked that maybe at 5% or 6% lemon. The menthol is there. It's very, very light. So I think I'm going to add one more drop. Now I'm not going to get the mixer out for this. I'm just going to shake it up. Hopefully that does the job. Now I've got it back in here with the extra drop of menthol. Huge change. Just that one extra drop added a lot more menthol flavor. Um, this is how I like it. I, I maybe could even do one more drop, but I don't know, that might be too much because it did change quite a bit just from that one drop there. So strong that I can barely even taste that lemon at all anymore. All right, so that was some fun experimenting. Okay, so let's talk about this deluxe cordless mini mixer. So it is a five piece set. I got it from Amazon for $5, very cheap, made in China, and uh, it has four attachments. This attachment is designed to whip. It looks like a whisk, and but it's a very small whisk. You could whip something up. This attachment, this really skinny one here, is designed to stir, and this is the reason I bought this. The whole reason I bought this device, this little mixer, was for this, because you can see it's very skinny, and it will, it, it will fit pretty much anywhere. I'm gonna use this so that I can mix directly in the bottle that I'm mixing my flavors in. This next one is, is for blending, and uh, both this, the blender and the stirrer attachments, when you turn it on, turn on the device, it spins so fast that it opens them up so that they can spread out as far as the bottle will allow it. So you get a, a pretty good mix this way. And this, this last attachment is for beating. It looks like it's got some sharp blades on it. Um, so if you need to, if you want to use the beating attachment, you can use that too. All of these attachments will probably work fine for uh, DIY e-juice mixing, uh, but you can't do it in a bottle, all these other attachments. The stir attachment you can. The other attachments you'd have to use in a, in a flask or something, um, one of those large uh, mixing glasses. So you can use all of them in, for DIY e-juice, but that stirring attachment is probably gonna be the best if you mix directly into the bottle rather than just shaking it up like a lot of people do. As far as adding the batteries, it takes two AA batteries and they're really hard to get in there. I had to really jam it in there. I was afraid I was going to break it, actually. Fortunately, I got the first battery, the one that goes in the bottom, in the right direction because there, there is nowhere on the product that tells you which direction the batteries go. And so I did get that one in the right direction. The second one I didn't, and I had a hell of a time getting it out of there. They, they really should have included one of those cloth tabs that you can use to pull batteries out. And they should have left a little bit more room, too, to make it easy because I, I think I have a feeling I'm going to break this when I try and take those batteries out when it dies but we'll see when that time comes. Everything about this device is very cheap, but $5, you know, you can't expect a whole lot. It works really well. Um, I'm actually very happy that I bought it. I hope that this attachment doesn't break because I doubt they sell 
replacement attachments for it. You'll probably just have to buy the whole thing again, but I suppose for $5, you know, it's not that big of a deal. So far, I'm really happy with it. Okay, so that's all I have for this week. You'll find the show notes for this episode on vapepassion.com. Just do a search for episode 59. If you want to support the show, consider donating to my Patreon page at patreon.com slash vapepassion. You can follow me on Twitter at vapepassion, and I'm also on Facebook if you want to leave me a comment. If you like the show, I'd love it if you gave me a review on iTunes. You can also catch the video version of the podcast on YouTube. If you'd like to get notifications of new reviews or of the show, you can sign up to receive my weekly email on baitpassion.com. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me anytime at alex at baitpassion.com. All right, I'll see you next week.